weekend. What a Sunday. And here we are on Monday. Back at it. Heidi Glaus here with Josh Gilbert. Connor over on the board. And man, it was a busy one. I mean, Mardi Gras on Saturday, that was just crazy. I love going just to watch the people, which we did. We walked down. We lasted about an hour and 15 minutes. And... Walked back. And that that's, was, that that's was the walk and everything. We saw it and headed back to our safe space, but just crazy. And then um, yesterday, just what a, you know, fun game. And we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the commercials. Coming up first here at uh, 3.30, though, we're going to talk to Jim Ryan because maybe you missed it with everything going on. But there was a shooting at Joel Olstein's church in Houston. That's a massive church. And thankfully, they had uh, security guards there and they were able to stop it rather quickly. But we'll check in with Jim Ryan, find out what we know at this point about the shooter, a female shooter, which is extremely odd. So we'll chat with him at 3.30. We'll also check in with Derek Dennis. Super Bowl is in the book. A lot of people say in Vegas is a great place to have the Super Bowl. It seems built for it, but we'll kind of run through the numbers with him in the four o'clock. A lot of people tune in just to uh, see the commercials. And I've been rewatching a lot of them because when you're in the whole excitement of the game, sometimes you can't hear everything. So we'll go through. Some of the commercials, the ones that were memorable, what worked, what didn't work with Aaron Perlett, the founder of Elasticity, a brand marketing firm. My favorite, and I want to know your guys' favorite on the Woods Basement Systems text line, 84126. I like the Christopher Walken commercial. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. You did? I did because I think that it – you know exactly who it was for. I think there are so many commercials that you get lost and you're like – what was the product? Wait, uh, what, what was the product? BMW. Uh, it was a car. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's BMW. Okay. And you have everybody he comes in contact with right. trying except to no imitate imitations. him. And it's except no <laughs> imitations go for the real thing. So I feel like it kind of nailed it. I did like the Ben Affleck commercial. Oh, yeah. Duncan Brothers. Yeah. And I, I thought guess, it was the Dunkings. 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 Whatever. They're going to sell that gear. They are selling yeah. it. You can get that. Mm-hmm. And now they have a. Drink Ew, who's for wear that? Bit, oh, there will be plenty of people. It'll be a great Halloween costume. <laughs> Are you kidding? That? Dunkin' Donuts uh, sweatsuit. You wouldn't. You no. wouldn't wear that. No, oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty well done, and I actually thought Matt Damon was the star of the commercial. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, what about Tommy Boy? Well, you know, on the keys. Yeah, Tom Brady it featuring was... in multiple. <laughs> Tom Brady was in several Super Bowl commercials. He was. He was. He made his uh, presence known. Somebody said, I love the Duncan commercial. Somebody else said, howdy, Heidi. Did Taylor Swift win the Super Bowl? She did. Um, Excuse me. Should she be getting fitted for a ring, I think? Uh, I don't know. I think Chiefs Nation should make a Taylor Swift Super Bowl ring. Maybe. Did you see this? You know, Drake's in town tonight uh, at Enterprise Center. Oh, goodness. And uh, (laughs) he won... $2.3 million after betting on the Chiefs. I don't know how much I believe this, though. You don't? No. Okay. What's your problem with the story? He is, I don't know if he's an investor or if he just has a a partnership and a sponsorship deal with Steak 
Bet.com, mm-hmm. the website he used to place the bet. Right. So I think that was just as much an advertisement as it was Drake showing off how much money he He says he's given it to gambles. a fan. To a fan? Uh-huh. Tonight he's not keeping it. Show? I don't know. But if you're uh, at Enterprise to see Drake, maybe. Who knows? But I thought that was interesting. The other thing that I thought was interesting... I didn't realize this until this morning when I was looking at social media and reading all the posts. The Budweiser ad where they go back and do it the old-fashioned way when they're trying to do the delivery through the snow and you've got the Clydesdales. The dog that then comes and is leading the pack belongs to Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. It does? Yes. And so I saw a couple of things on Instagram and... I don't remember if it was Kate Hudson, but it says there's a whole, a lot of thespians in this family. But tonight there was only one star. And then they have video of everybody like cheering on Roy, the dog. And Roy's just kind of looking like me. What? What did I do? So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that really is an acting family. It is right, all around. Right down, but right down to the dog. Right down to the dog, which is interesting. We've got the uh, full USA Today ad meter rankings here. They picked Like a Good Neighbor, Neighbor, which I think that one did a great job, too, because you know exactly who it's for. Like a good neighbor. Neighbor. Run to the chopper. Yeah. I thought that one was dumb. You did? Yes. See, I I thought it was kind of funny. Now, what did AdMeter rank that at? And we'll ask Aaron Perla in the 4 o'clock if he knows anything about AdMeter. I'm sure he does. It was like, what what is the ranking of it? Six? Six something. This is 6.68. And that was the highest rated one. Is that out of 10? Because if the best commercial doesn't even crack a seven, then overall, I think every year, maybe we just build it up too much in our heads. But every year, the commercials are always kind of disappointing. I would agree. Over 160,000 people registered to vote in the 36th annual USA Today ad meter competition. So this isn't as if you've got the true marketing professionals right. looking at this this, this, this people, people the you, people have hey, spoken you and me and everyone else yeah so and, and no commercial got better than than a seven mm-mm. that's that's pretty sad the dung kings impression. comes in second perfect 10 the kia ev9 came in number three that was an ice skating one which that one is Figure the only skating. one that i did have a little misty-eyed oh really Really? did you go back and watch it yeah i i got hung up that the pond shouldn't have been as smooth as it was as it was did they run a zamboni on the ice i I think they probably did because that's where she was growing up practicing the whole time i got hung up on uh uh, why it was grandpa and not grandma is that weird yeah i think that is uh, i thought you would ask where's the mom no Uh, because that one that was my question well, but I think that that's kind of the whole point of this is to you have this emotional commercial and it is dad and grandpa, not yeah, there's no, mom there's and no grandma. Other females there. So, I mean, I, I think they're trying to say something with that. And was, I like who it. Was grandpa's caretaker. Was that even a woman or a man? I don't know. Um, but I, I did think that was sweet. I thought 
worth remembering with Jennifer Aniston? And I thought it was cute, but I don't know how that ties to Uber Eats. It doesn't. It's yeah. a shoehorn. And it's one of those things where where it's like, yeah, it was cute or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell him that they wasted money on it. But I I'm like also, that one. The jelly roll, forgetting that he had tattoos. face tattoos. I just thought it might have been overdone with mm. all of the people. But did you see they also took out the peanut allergy for last night's commercial? The original one, I guess, has a guy eating peanut butter and he's broken out because oh, he's. Oh no, that's no, that's funny. Yeah, except it. Is the rest Maybe of it is not, not funny? A little offensive if you have peanut allergies and they're showing this guy breaking out everywhere. I think it got think some pushback. Funny. But funny. Uh, kind of crazy. I will also say I like the Hard Knocks, the Dove Super Bowl film where it shows a bunch of girls kind of not sticking the landing. And then it had the rates of girls dropping out of sports, not because they don't like it. But because they feel insecure and it's this whole kind of push to make young women feel more confident and I like that. I thought it was interesting last night that my wife, who was super into the game, uh-huh. don't get me wrong, super into the game. Normally when you have non-sports fans watching the Super Bowl, they're off at the table during the game and they're back for the commercials, right? Yeah. Well, this one, if you're a big Taylor Swift fan, you had to watch the game because we kept saying, oh, there's Taylor. And my wife kept running back in the room going, I missed it again. Yeah. You had to watch the actual game Uh if you wanted to see her because you never knew when they were going to pan off. So true. To the box. Man, uh, somebody from the 636 saying that they like the anti-Semitism commercial, which I did think it was – one of the guys that I guess wrote some of Martin Luther King's speeches, and then he's kind of saying, what would I write for him today? And then it's showing, you know, the only thing that is more dangerous is remaining silent. And mm. I thought that was a, a great commercial. Well, somebody else saying that uh, Travis needs some anger management. Oh, come uh, on. I you know, he was basically saying, just leave me in, is yeah. what everybody is saying. He, he was saying what we were saying on the couch. Absolutely. Where's Kelsey? And Put him back in the game. I don't know if you saw the receiver um, that made Hartman. the yeah, yeah. catch and that he basically blacked out because it was such a moment. But he said this morning on the Today Show, because Hoda asked, what did Andy Reid say at halftime that turned this thing oh, yeah, around? Yeah. And he said it wasn't. It was Travis. Really? And he said, we've got to step up. Defense is doing their job, but, you know, we got to turn this thing around. And then he said, you got to fight for your right. Yeah. Well, he said that. <laughs> and then he also, did you see it sing Viva Las yeah. Vegas? I like, look, people were rolling their eyes and this guy, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I'm, I, I laughed when he did the Viva Las Vegas. My sister-in-law just texted, what about the commercial for NFL Sunday Ticket? I don't think I saw that one. 
There was uh, somebody else mentioned it, and this is this is this goes in the whole thing. Do you even know what the commercials for? Someone said the Directv NFL ticket was the best. It was the commercial where the Eagles and the Ravens yes. and the Seahawks were flying, and oh, you know they're going to migrate for the summer, but they'll be back by August. Uh. It was for NFL Sunday ticket, but the texter said Directv. No, YouTube owns that now. So that was a YouTube commercial. Okay, except right now, three different people think it's for something else. So to me, it didn't. It wasn't effective. Right. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk to uh, Errol and find out what what are the ingredients of a great commercial? What do you look for to put it at the top of the list? A lot of people are saying the CeraVe, the lotion was their the, favorite? The Michael Sarah one, which is my favorite. Now, see, I thought that was ridiculous. Oh, it's funny. It's it, dumb and funny. It's dumb. And yeah. I would say that's exactly the demographic, I guess, they're <laughs> that you're in, Connor. <laughs> you know, I mean. Get it? Because his name is Michael Sarah. Yeah, but that's. He says it at the end. Uh, she just called you dumb. I yeah. did not call him dumb, but I think that that, I, to me, who are you just playing that for? demographic dumb. Yeah. I, I liked it because he was giving himself a massage. Uh, that was weird. That was fun. <laughs> That's that was kind of yeah. fun. But I, I think you really um, have to know his name to put two and two together as Doesn't far as that at goes. The end at when the, he's pitching it to the board, or yeah. he's like, get it, because my name's Sarah. But still, at that point, you're like, okay, this is, for me... <laughs> That one fell flat, but I mean, wow. that's why. I don't know. I liked it, and it's kind of looked like a perfume commercial, but it's with Michael Sarah, who wouldn't, he wouldn't have a line of perfume or whatever. Yeah. He, he's in the flowing linens or whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny, you know, if people yeah. thought I made it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. But apparently, <laughs> this was all something on Reddit years ago. Oh, really? Where they kind of said that. So they yeah. took this thing that had gone viral and made it. I'm just kind of impressed that they would spend that kind of money on a Super Bowl commercial for a lotion. Um, the the lint chocolate truffles. That one fell too. I I don't understand what that was. I mean, but the best part when, and again, we're going to do this at four uh, in earnest with our brand marketing expert. Sometimes just getting your name out there is the is key. Is the key, and I haven't said chocolate. I haven't said lint Lindor truffles in right. You know, three years. We buy them all the time, though. They're you very, do? they're very uh, good. What about the the pickle babies E Trade, where they're playing pickleball? Not as not as good as the old ones. You think they're trying to catch? Uh, you know, what I think is they're trying to squeeze blood from a stone with, with the those babies. Kids. Yeah, I you think they're think the same kids? No, I mean it used to be voiced by Pete Holmes, but they didn't, they don't they didn't bring them back this year. I also thought the trailer for Wicked was pretty. Amazing! I'm anxious to see that. I I've got I. You're a Wicked fan, right? Uh-huh. I've got a nitpicky part about that commercial. You do. Mm-hmm. I'll have Connor needs to pull up the very end of it. I just very as a as a fan, just a little nitpicky. Does it have to do with the fact that they don't say it's a musical again? No. Yeah, Connor pointed. Well, that I was out. gonna say they don't sing in the trailer. Okay, but. Sh- Everybody knows that Wicked's a musical. Then why aren't they singing in the trailer? Right, they go. They 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 are marketing these musicals as non musicals. I'll, I'll give you that on Mean Girls because I think because it was a movie mm-hmm. first. But Wicked has been the most popular musical in decades, and I think some dumb they guy just embrace it. is going to go to the movies mm-hmm. with his wife and not know it's a musical. 
guarantee well, it. Again, yeah. I feel like that percentage of people <laughs> won't know, and they'll say, "Oh, okay, it's oh, like Wizard it's... of Oz. That's not a sure. musical." Yeah, sure, I'll go and I'll go and watch it. Remember that? Uh, yeah. Remember that TV show that used to spin on Wizard of Oz? Didn't you go to Hungary to watch the filming of that? It went behind the scenes to Budapest. Yeah, yeah, which was crazy, and the sets were crazy. This is a studio where they do a lot of different movies. They did the. Uh, what was the Matt Damon? Born. No, 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 no. No? Where he was um, in outer Grimm. space. Inception? Oh, no, no, The Martian. Oh, The Martian. Yes. They filmed that on the same lot. But I'm trying to think right now what the name of... It wasn't Emerald City. What the name of that... It was on NBC, but it only made it one no, season. No, it was Emerald City. Is that what the name of it was? Right. Uh, someone said you guys are leaving out the Budweiser commercial. The dog was awesome. We mentioned it. We did, and we mentioned that that dog was Goldie Hawn's yeah, dog, which is crazy. The message just turned us on. Yeah. Somebody said uh, even the bad commercials have people talking, so it's all marketing. Isn't that the truth? And even as as dumb as that Temu or Timu dot com ad was, well, they showed it like three different times, and the exact same thing. They didn't even switch it up with a like a. You know, you bought three slots and you showed the exact same commercial three different times. Yeah. Maybe it works because, again, it's all about repetition. I still don't know what it is, though. Oh, it's like a, a cheap, is it Chinese? I cheap think Google, so. Cheap Google where you order stuff and it comes in and you post about it online and say, this is what I thought I was getting and this is what I actually got. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think that's the purpose of it. It's like you right. buy stuff off of it. It's, it's like a, Amazon. Yes, but super cheap. Yeah, super okay. cheap. Somebody said the E Trade pickleball commercial was adorable. The Kia figure skating commercial, touching. Dove soap and lotion was the best and heartwarming. I agree. Um, somebody else saying I just turned on the radio. Didn't know if you talked about the Anheuser Busch Clydesdale commercial. I guess a lot of people liked that one. Yeah. I didn't I, really think anything of it. I, th- I would, The whole time I was thinking, so it's easier to get through the snow with a wagon from the 1800s than to take a modern-day car? I think you're really... Maybe the horses? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think you're, yeah, really digging in. And let's talk about how much people love the Clydesdales. The Clydesdales sure. always have to make a some sort of appearance. But Clydesdales, dog, beer... Done. Yeah. Didn't it used to be a Dalmatian though? Yes. Wasn't that the dog? And then this year, it, that, no. was just, that was just a. Well, they did retriever. the puppy love yeah. one years okay. ago, so that's why it was a retriever. All right. For years, the Dalmatian has been yeah. the guard dog. That's what I thought. But I think when they did the puppy love commercial, everybody fell in love with. Yeah. The golden lab. Yeah. Pluto couch potato. I missed that one. It was early on in the game. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do this in earnest, yeah. I think, um, coming up. But any other thoughts on the game? Brendan's going to join us, I think. We'll talk about that. Because I, I want uh, his thoughts on where does Patrick Mahomes stand now on that best of list? I mean, he's done things that few have done before. I mean, Tom Brady and, uh, you know, Montana. But other than that, to win the Super Bowl MVP three times, and you're not even 30 yet? Right. Tom Brady is the GOAT, but will his reign of greatest of all time be short-lived? I mean, but here's here's the other thing. Patrick Mahomes' game is defined by his youthful exuberance. This is true. What happens when he gets into his 30s? I mean, Tom Brady was 45 years old 
when he yeah. was done, you know, is Patrick Mahomes' game going to get switched up? Because Tom Brady doesn't run 20 yards at a, at a clip, Mm-mm. you know, in the blink of an eye. So uh, I think it's a very interesting question. Will he be able to sustain this? Or will he just get better at the other aspects right. of his? I saw something from his uh, mom on social media saying, basically, you have been throwing things since you came out of the womb, basically, whether it's a pair of socks or an egg or whatever you had, you were always throwing something and how proud she was of him and how hard he's worked, which I always love hearing some of those. But we talked to Walter Knoll on Friday because talk about a busy guy with Valentine's Day right around the corner. And it was amazing. They were even going to be filling orders yesterday and he was cooking for the entire uh, crew there. But he was mentioning all the different um, things that they do. And one of them, he said that a, a lot of uh, younger people went to baby's breath back in the roses. I'm telling you, and I mentioned this to him too, I have never gotten flowers that last as long as the flowers that come from Walter Knoll. And he explained how they go through this crazy process, almost like it's a a kitchen at a restaurant where they're cleaning the scissors and they're wiping down the tables. Cross-contamination. Yes, and then they put in just the right amount of food. I mean, they really work to make sure that their flowers do last longer than anybody else. He also mentioned that his family has been, like, they were growing roses back in the 1800s. I mean, he he's a fascinating guy, but their business is incredible. And for you procrastinators, I mean, you've got two more days. Valentine's Day falls on Ash Wednesday. Um, so get your orders in now just to make sure that your loved one gets those flowers. And he also pointed out, don't wait until Valentine's Day if you're sending them to a teacher because they tend to get backed up and they don't get them in time. And then people are I mean, we, we got out. out of school at 2 in the yeah. afternoon, I remember, in high school. So if your spouse is a teacher... You know, he, he send them tomorrow. So you Tuesday. Can, yeah. You can do that. WKF.com. Well, maybe you have just been caught up in the Super Bowl and missed that there was a shooting at Lakewood Church. Jim Ryan, ABC News correspondent, joins us now with this story. And this was a woman that went into the church. Ninety-eight percent of mass shootings are committed by men. This was not a mass shooting. It could have easily turned into it. And, yes, it's unusual. The suspect in this case was a woman identified now as Genesee Yvonne Moreno, a 36-year-old woman. Unusual this case also because she had her son with her. We now know a 7-year-old boy who ended up being shot in the head during this exchange of gunfire between his mother and two off-duty law enforcers who were working at the church, Lakewood Church, yesterday when this all broke loose. Uh, Moreno ended up dead. Her son now is in the hospital in critical condition with a wound to the head. One other person was hurt, shot in the leg, but uh, is going to be just fine. Now, she was also wearing a backpack and at one point said she had a bomb, but that is not true? That's that's correct, yes. And she was lying there on the floor of the church and apparently told those officers who were there that she had a bomb. They looked in the backpack, nothing there. They looked in her car later, nothing was there. They've also been doing a search, the local police and the FBI in Conroe, Texas, not too far from Houston, uh, doing a search of her home. They haven't found anything there of great concern. 
Meanwhile, they're trying to piece together the motivation for this entire incident yesterday. They say that she walked into the church carrying two guns. One was an AR-15 style rifle, another a 22 caliber rifle. And and, uh, and some measure or some amount of ammunition. We are told how much ammunition. And then what did she have written on one of the guns? One of the guns had on the butt, it had a sticker. We now know it just said Palestine. Initially, someone said that it, it had written free Palestine on the butt. That That's not the case. It turns out it was a sticker that said Palestine. Does this woman have a previous record? Do we know anything else about her? There are, yes, there is a, a criminal history there, nothing terribly serious. Uh, and But I think more importantly, there was a, a mental health history out there that mm. the police now are looking into. Uh, she had been married. Uh, her husband uh, apparently was Jewish, and that may be the reason that she had this uh, anti-Semitic bent, apparently. There wasn't so much a broad statement about it, about Jews in general, but about her ex-husband. And so, yeah, there is a criminal history there. There are some arrests in the in her past, but also this history of some mental illness, too. Mm. And, I mean, I think everybody knows Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church. I mean, this is massive. Does mm. he typically have security guards there, and is that who stepped in? There was a security guard. Uh, this was on the west entrance to Lakewood Church. Huge place. You're right. 45,000 weekly attendance. Uh, the auditorium slash sanctuary seats 16,000 altogether. And yes, there was a security guard there. So Moreno walked in, confronted the security guard. The security guard was not armed. And so Moreno was able to walk into the building and within just a, a few seconds, opened her coat, her trench coat, pulled out one of the two guns she was carrying and started shooting. The two who confronted her were off-duty officers working security at the church, one a Houston police officer and the other a state agent with the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. And they are the ones who engaged her and shot and killed the woman. And do we know, did she shoot her son? Was he just caught in this crossfire and it was these off-duty police officers yeah, we don't know that either. Uh, the uh, chief, Troy Finner, held a briefing just a few minutes ago and said he couldn't be clear or couldn't be sure whether the child was shot by his mother or by one of the officers who engaged uh, with, with the boy's mother. Has anyone had a chance to go through her social media profiles? Has she uh, been found on social media? Did she have any writings about anything well, yes, and they have found some of that there, some of uh, what she had posted on social media or things that they found in her home that uh, talked about this uh, this uh, problem that she had with her ex-husband, with her ex-husband's family, apparently, and, uh, and this bizarre uh, anti-Semitic bent that she had. She was Hispanic. Um, and this is a, it was a Spanish language church service that she was walking into or would have been walking into at Lakewood Church every two every Sunday at two o'clock at the Spanish language service. Joel Osteen, by the way, was not there for that. It was a Spanish speaking pastor. Oh, so at this point, she is the only one uh, who died in this shooting. Correct. Yeah. The little boy is still in serious, uh, rather uh, critical condition. And we were told today, Heidi, that it is a, a head wound. So, mm. yes, the one fatality there and, and police uh, stress that this without the presence of those two officers could have been much worse. All right. Jim Ryan, ABC News correspondent in Dallas. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
We were talking about uh, Valentine's Day coming up, and the 2024 KTRS Very Special Valentine's promotion is underway. You can nominate your very special Valentine for a chance to win $100 gift certificates. And we've got a couple of these from Herbaria, Walter Noel Florist, Newsteaders Fine Jewelry. Just go to KTRS.com. Look for the KTRS Valentine's registration to nominate your special Valentine. Four winners will be announced on Thursday. So, uh, kind of kind of fun is what I think. Okay, so what's your beef with the Wicked trailer? Okay, so they showed the trailer and uh, Cynthia Erivo. Yes. And... Uh, a blonde, Grande. a blonde Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't really play any music in it, as Connor noted. But at the end, they did the most famous song, just just a little bit of the end of the most famous song mm-hmm. in it. Connor, press play now. Did you hear that? Yeah, they, I loved they, it. Uh, play it again, Connor. It. I guess I'm just so used to the original. Oh, you're not going to like it then. And Adele Dezim's version of it. Because <laughs> this one adds, like, does the kind of Christine Aguilera where it goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, but if you've only seen the Idina Menzel version. Adele Dezim. And you haven't seen it because it was only on Broadway. Right, correct. So you've listened to it on listened an album. Listened to the cast recording. Yeah. So you haven't even seen it live to see what other actresses do with it. Right. So your argument is right, weak. Play it, play it again. I love it. I, am, uh, I wish she would have done it the way Adele Dazeem did it. Well, then it's not her character. Every character that steps into that role does it a little bit differently, and they're not going to do popular like the same I, way as Kristen Chenoweth did popular on Broadway. Like when I hear bands do cover songs, I'm like, oh, I just like the original so much better. Then that's what you need to stick with. But I, I mean, it's different with, with acting, right? Like when yeah. you talk to an actor and you're like, dude, did you do it just like this? And they're like, well, no. In fact, no, I, I didn't think, even watch it because right. it's like they're trying to make their own character. Get my own spin on it. Exactly. Uh, you should have done her spin on it. <laughs> I would say to each their own, but she is a Tony winner in her own right and has a fantastic voice. And they didn't even play any Ariana Grande. She's the biggest star in the movie. Well, it was a trailer. They're not going to. Well, they didn't play any music. Yeah, except that very last. The show famous for its music. Because they're trying to hide the fact that That it's it's a musical. musical. Oh, boy. Because they're trying to trick a bunch of husbands to go to the movie theater with their wives. Just anybody, right? Anybody that doesn't realize it. Sure. Yeah. Just like like Wonka. I I think that any time, at least this is me, and I wish you guys would weigh in on the Woods Basement Systems text line. It's rare that I go to a movie and have no idea what I'm expecting to see. I mean, I... If it was American fiction, I looked it up to see kind of what the story was. I want to go see Poor Things, and I have an idea of what the basis is. Oh, we that's watched a weird one. The yeah. Holdovers, and I wanted to know what is this sort of about. So I think a lot of people do some research and know that it's going to be a musical. I think that them not saying that it's a musical, they're trying to get every ticket bought because these the a prototypical male, they're why will you go and see Wicca with me? And if they knew it was a musical, oh, no, I'm not going to that. Well, you really sound like an old Bring curmudgeon. Money. Hey, hey, look, I'm going to go see it. But they'd be like, oh, 
Why don't you go and see that with some of your girlfriends? And I'm also going to say, when I go to the Fox and I try to go see every show, there are a lot of men in those seats. Well, I know. And it's a lot of musicals. Look, it's not, it's not me saying this. Well, this is kind of the, it is. The marketing people behind the idea of not displaying the fact that it's musical. You don't have any insight into that. That's your thought process of it. Correct. Or yes, is correct. it they're trying to show how elaborate it is? And trying to get the the story part across because for me, Wicked the story is brilliant. When you think about what happened before Dorothy dropped in and the backstory to these characters, and that is what was it was a, shown. Was it a book first? Yes, it's a book. There is a book, and then they turned it into a musical. And I think the book's really different. I don't know, Heidi. I don't know if you've read it or they've. Cha- I think they, there's a, a bunch of changes. Yeah. It changed the book around. But so was the Wizard of Oz. Sure, um, but it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. Oh, They're going to release they one that. part, and then I, I'm not excited about that because I think one comes out like November, December this year, and then you have to wait until. 2025 at some point Why for the they second do that? half. I've, what other movies have done that? We can have that conversation. Do you remember anything being split into two parts? The Harry, like the, yeah, the last the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter movie. the was last split like Hunger that? Game movie was split oh, yeah. up. Oh, like it was. That. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe they, that's a thing now. They made the Hobbit three movies, yeah. even though people said it probably could have been done in one. Yeah. So interesting uh, enough. Well, uh, Super Bowl, was it 58, is in the books. It was uh, the first big game played under the new overtime rules. Derek Dennis, ABC News correspondent, joins us with uh, more numbers. Oh, yeah, a lot of numbers and a lot of storylines here. Yeah, that Super Bowl overtime rule change, the first Super Bowl to go under these new rules. Uh, And basically, they were kind of complicated, so much so that players – uh, for the uh, 49ers, uh, several of them said they didn't even really understand the rules while Kansas City seemed to have prepared uh, for the, uh, the in the event that there would be an overtime game, and that's certainly what it was. Uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, beating the San Francisco 49ers in overtime, 25-22, to 22, with Patrick Mahomes uh, scoring another MVP title, his third of his career. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of storylines, but a really good game. The teams were so close uh, that it went into overtime. And so pulling out a win was no easy feat for Kansas City. So how does the overtime rules, how do they differ from the regular season overtime rules? Well, basically, the the, the new rule is that, you, you know, the, the – both teams get a shot right. at uh, uh, having a chance to possess the ball before the game ends, uh, which is different than before. And, and there's a caveat, unless the first drive in overtime ends with a safety. Now, if you're not into football and you don't know the ins and outs of it, this might sound all Greek to you, but players certainly should know the difference, and the teams do. And so getting this rule change required a little bit of practice and a little bit of know-how. And, and, and there were a couple of 49ers players who said that they just weren't aware of it, didn't practice a lot for it, whereas Kansas City said that they did. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, what about the performances? How are they being looked at? I know that Reba McIntyre's rendition of the national anthem brought the house down. Yep, Reba McIntyre. Uh, you had Andre Day singing the Black her. National Anthem, which was 
a little bit of controversy because of all the history with the NFL and the, and the kneeling uh, issue brought by Colin Kaepernick and, and the, uh, the, the storyline of, of black coaches being disenfranchised over the years. So uh, that was interesting to see the black national anthem uh, sung at, at, at the uh, at, at the Super Bowl, uh, but Usher, I mean, his halftime performance, everybody's still talking about it. What a show that was. He only had 13 minutes uh, to belt out uh, a lot of his hits, and he did that, bringing, you know, Alicia Keys on stage along with Ludacris and Lil John. He got a little bit of criticism from Bieber fans for not bringing mm-hmm. up Justin Bieber, uh, but overall, uh, Usher gets an MVP title for being uh, just a really – entertaining halftime performer for the Super Bowl. Was that really all it was? It was 13 minutes? That's all it was. It seemed longer, right? Because he got through so much material, so many of his songs and the costume changes. I'm still trying to figure out how he went from skates to no skates in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Uh, but he was able to do it and, and get a lot of his hits in. So, yeah, 13 minutes is really all he had. Uh, because they had other stuff to get to, you know, during the halftime. And then they got to get back to the game as well. So that that's pretty much it. But, yeah, uh, Usher getting a lot of points for putting on such a great show at halftime. Well, and bringing her out with that guitar solo, that was right. fantastic. I mean, the amount of guests that he did have was just remarkable. It really was. And then, you know, Usher, you know, he, he made a lot of uh, – uh, of, of you know, people talk about how he stayed in Las Vegas for his residency because he was hoping that he would get the call to perform uh, for the Super Bowl. He sort of said he willed it to happen, wished it to happen, prayed for it to happen, and, and then it, it happened. So Usher really having a moment here, uh, and, and I would suspect that a lot of his songs got downloaded right after the Super Bowl. So, you know, that's a boost, too, for any of the, the streaming rights that he'll get from, from all the downloads after the game. Well, and he's about to launch a tour. He's making, actually, a stop here in St. Louis and just added a second show. So this will definitely yeah. help fill those arenas for him. Derek Dennis, thanks for uh, helping us look back at last night. We appreciate it. Sure thing. And my wife was like, do you think Usher before – is just watching the game unfold. And I'm thinking to myself, he's got 13 minutes to do the halftime show. They've got mm-hmm. a wheel. He's probably underneath in the bowels of the stadium because as soon as they blow the whistle for halftime, well, they're probably rushing everybody out there. That's a whole nother, like, well-choreographed dance. Because when we did go to Super Bowl, whatever it was, in Indianapolis, I had a press badge at that point so we were under there and like just all of the uh cases for the stage and the instruments and all just lines the entire like bowels as you said underneath walking past all of that just getting people to the right place and then you have all the extras who are out there dancing you have to get them on and off and make sure they're credentialed it's a crazy scene and we've done uh, the Missouri Valley games down at Enterprise Center. We're doing it again this year in uh, Arch Madness in mm-hmm. March. And I've worked it. And when you have to go to the bathroom, I mean, that's a long walk yeah. through the bowels of the stadium. So it's not like he could be in some dressing room and they're, oh, sure, you're ready. He's yeah. got to be there and ready to go. 
and, you know, snap of a finger, boom, get out there. And as far as taking the skates off and everything, he does that in his Vegas residency show. So, so I'm he's sure, got it down. Yeah. As- Have you ever seen, like, behind the scenes at a fashion show? They're out there and they look all stoic. Oh, yeah. And then they go behind the curtain and then it's like, boom, take it off and well, throw this on. Same thing. We're talking about musicals. To do that quick change, I mean, some of these are done in 15 seconds and you've got four people undressing you and dressing you again. I'll tell you something else that is always amazing to me, and that's the big RV show down at uh, America Center each year. Firely RV will be there once again, but right now they're doing pre-show pricing. So if you have ever thought about getting into the RV world and tell you, I love it. I think you would enjoy it, too. Now is the time to swing by Byerly RV and just see what's on the lot. I mean, it's fantastic, and you can't miss it. It's right there at 109 Eureka. If you look over, it's just acres and acres, and they have more than 30 brands of new RVs in stocks. We're talking travel trailers, fifth wheels, camper vans, gas and diesel motorhomes. Some are small. Some are huge. But you would be blown away by what they can fit into these things. I think a lot of people think of you know, RVing and they think camping and you can do that, but you can also make it very fancy. There are so many RV parks out there to explore and some of them are on water and some of them you can go hike, whatever it is you want to do. That's what Byerly can help you with. You sit down with somebody and say, hey, here's what I'm driving right now. Can I pull X, Y, and Z? They'll help you with that. They will uh, help you plan out exactly how you get started and know about RVs. Your first stop just needs to be at Byerly. You can also do a little online shopping. ByerlyRV.com. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to go over some of the best and worst commercials with the founder of Elasticity. Our headlines for this Monday afternoon, February 12th, Schlafly Stout and Oyster Festival returns March of 2024. The largest oyster festival in the Midwest returns next month with a new location. Schlafly Beer announced today the return of its annual Stout and Oyster Festival, and it will be held this time at Schlafly Bottle Works in Maplewood. The festival had been held for all these other years at the Tap Room in downtown, but I think this gives them more space. It also allows the tap room downtown to be open for uh more oh, the of the city season. is there a soccer game i think there night? is so the stout and oyster festival will take place oh. from five to nine friday march 8th 11 a.m to nine on saturday march 9th over fifty thousand oysters are brought in from both coast 12 exclusive stouts will be available. There's live music and 20 seasoned oyster shuckers come in for the weekend to shuck away. Admission is free and then you just pay for whatever food and beer you want. I mean, you said they got more space in Maplewood. I I would question that because they got a lot of space there. Is it on Locust? Yeah, but they closed down the streets, which I'm sure they'll do at Maplewood. Yeah, but sure to Austin... FC is visiting that night. Yeah. And there's a soccer game. That's got to be the reason why they moved it. Is it right there? I haven't really been in that part of town after all the construction has been done. Is is the stadium yes. a block away? Right is it on across. the same block? You could, it's kind of behind, behind the tap room. That's always such a fun event. It's a great event. And we're, I'm going to be out of town. Oh, 
Aww. I know. I, or otherwise, I'd be getting a babysitter and we'd be going. Um, the uh, what's the phrase? The the paint hasn't even dried on the Super Bowl, and they've already announced the new logo for next year. For next year, Connor, you say it's a kind of a neon. Uh, like green, a, like a neon green and red. So if the if the conspiracy theories are correct, well, they which were wrong, which they were wrong, <laughs> and some the Chiefs first the Seahawks as the Chiefs go for the three peat or a different red team or a different like, there's right. like fifteen of them or yeah. a different red team. Next year the game will be played in New Orleans. Mm, that'll be a fun space too. Uh, Miami has hosted the Super Bowl eleven times more than any other city, but when New Orleans gets it, it'll put them at ten times. And they'll be in uh, second. The last time they had a Super Bowl there, it was in 2013 when Beyonce blew the power. Oh, yeah. Remember when the lights went out? Sure did. 2026, it'll be at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California, where the Niners play. And 2027, back to Inglewood. Hmm. I'm going back to Cali. Uh, I mean, it's really only going to be at like five places Exactly. Now, right? Like, exactly. there's not going to be any more... Although Indy they, they or gave a New York. bone to Detroit that one year. It's 20 years ago. It's been in Phoenix. It's been in Indianapolis. It's, I, always, it's always Phoenix, Miami, New Orleans. It's going to be in Stan's Football Palace. For, right. For the, well, you, you do know, kind of want it to five, be a controlled atmosphere as far as the weather, don't you? I'm, I'm for it. I just think you should. they should say it at this point. Right? Second time sure in five years. Cities, right. That was one of the things they held over St. Louis, right, with the Rams. It's like, oh, we don't have a stadium good enough for the Super Bowl. If you build a new one, maybe you'll you'll get the yeah, Super Bowl. Get the Super, that's like why Indy they did. went to Minnesota. Yeah. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. You think those people mm. had fun no. <laughs> tailgating up there? Uh, second time in five years that the Super Bowl will be played at SoFi Stadium. Smith hmm. to add middle grades. Smith Jesuit High School for Boys, one of the region's largest private secondary schools plans to add middle school grades. It will launch classes for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade beginning in August of 2025. DeSmet, which opened in 1967, uh, currently enrolls students in grades 9 through 12. So that's, that's interesting. so weird. What, what about all the other grade schools in what, town? What about them? You know, they all went to 8th to grade, all the Catholic grade schools. I Some of the... Say. Well, Chaminade has done... Middle school? Do they? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. There's other ones that do it. When is junior high? Is it seventh and eighth? Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Sixth, seventh, and junior eighth. high. That's middle school. But I would say, is there a difference between junior high and middle school? So Hayeswood Hayeswood had junior high, mm-hmm. just seventh and eighth grade, and then middle school I think throws in sixth grade. Sixth grade, maybe fifth, but I'm not sure. I mean, what's the difference between middle school and junior high? And I thought they were the same thing. I thought just like you some places. To, did you go to public school? Yeah, I. Uh, it was it was sixth, seventh, and eighth. It was middle school. They middle called school. it. Middle they called school. it middle. They school. didn't call it junior high. Yeah. But we called it junior high when it was seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe so junior I think high is out of favor now. Maybe. And it's just middle school, and Charlton Heston's Ten Commandments tablets from the Ten Commandments. You know, he's up on the. The mount, and he's got the two tablets, are going up for auction. I couldn't believe this starting bid is at $30,000. Yeah. We could, I could double mortgage my house. Oh, boy. And probably get this. That's what you want? Well, this, I thought that was incredibly cheap, but look at them. It looks like a little worn at the top. You can kind of see the styrofoam coming out, but... 
the tablets from the Ten Commandments up for auction. They also, same auction, the Barbasol can of shave cream from Jurassic Park where uh, Newman hid all the dinosaur DNA. That's up for auction. And the little wooden gun from In the Line of Fire. Do you remember that? John Malkovich made a wooden gun so that he could avoid uh, detection. So he, do you remember In the Line of no. Fire? I don't think I ever saw it. Try to assassinate the president. Mm-mm. That is up for auction as well. So if you like mi- uh, movie memorabilia, well, things up for grabs. For, up for grabs, and it's just one mortgage away. <laughs> if you are that foolish, you know I think you'd be better off to spend your time in the gym and feeling better about yourself. We talked about that Dove commercial and just you know little girls feeling better about their bodies well maybe you want to feel better and the place to start is club fitness it doesn't matter what kind of physical shape you are in now it is a place that welcomes everybody and what's really nice about club fitness is there are 19 area clubs they're locally owned which i love Um, But it really is the ultimate fitness experience. It's whatever you're looking for. Maybe you like the boutique studio. Well, Club Fitness offers that with the burn zone and the cycle studio and the hydro lounge. You've got red light therapy. You've got the pulse studio. But then you have all of the fantastic group exercises. I mean, they have more than 400 to choose from each week, which is crazy. And then you just have the wide open floor. If you want to be just really tough, you want to flip the tires and you want to lift all of those uh, weights, you've got that. You've got so much cardio equipment. It really is a fantastic place to start your fitness journey. Or if you want to up your game and get a personal trainer, you'll find that too. Clubfitness.us, 19 clubs, open 24-7. Again, you can learn more. Clubfitness.us. Coming up, we're going to talk to a professional when it comes to what were the commercials that worked and what didn't. Coach, got it. I'm open. And need no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were gonna support me. Dunkies. Don't, don't go away. My heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? Dunkies. <laughs> I liked it. There are plenty of people who only tuned into the Super Bowl for the commercial. So which ones worked? Which ones fell flat? Aaron uh, Perlett, founder of Elasticity, a brand marketing firm, joins us with his thoughts. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on again. So first of all, what requirements do you look for to call the commercial good or great? Wow, that's a good question. It's the most incredibly subjective measurement uh, <laughs> ever. Um, you know, the the thing that I always talk about whenever we're developing creative is KYA. You got to know your audience, mm. and so it's highly subjective based on the audience that the brand in question is specifically trying to move. You know, a lot of these uh, a lot of these brands that we see advertising during the Super Bowl, they're kind of general mass audience, but some of them are not. I mean, you've got beauty products that are very, very specifically targeted. So it really depends. I mean, I know that's a wishy-washy answer, but uh, the reality is um, it depends on the audience they're trying to reach particularly. But it's it's an interesting question, Aaron, because if it was, um, you know, uh, any other thing you could target and know who's watching the Super Bowl, Everybody's watching. So at that point, your audience is kind of everybody. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I'll tell you what I am looking for, the things that, that make these ads resonate with me, and that is I want I want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I want to be surprised. Um, there were, you know, the Duncan ads. The Duncan ad, I thought, was by far the best of the evening, and they didn't do any pre-promotion. Nobody knew it was coming, and I thought it was exceptional. And not only that, but they made really good use of the celebrities. Yeah. They had a handful of celebrities in there. And we saw an ad earlier in the evening from T-Mobile, their first ad, not the second one, but the first ad, where they had a whole collection of this ensemble of celebrities with Bradley Cooper and his mother, followed by several others, that I thought really fell flat because they didn't use those celebrities well. Um, So I was surprised. It was funny. It was fast-moving. It kept you engaged on the Duncan ad. I thought it was terrific. Yeah, I loved it, too. And I I thought that Matt Damon kind of stole the show with it. I mean, I thought that the way they played on their friendship was fun. He was absolutely terrific. And I thought the Tom Brady sighting was great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, I, I and he was actually in a couple of ads last night. Um, and I just really wasn't expecting to see that. Uh, you know, I wasn't surprised to see um ben and j-lo make their make a return there but then to be accompanied by this cast of characters and it was really really well done and and good i mean hats off to the agency that did that and even though he's in those hertz commercials we're kind of getting an idea that tom brady has a personality (laughs) over the past 20 years he's kind of all business and and was kind of a stick in the mud so it was fun to see him dressed up and and doing the keys yeah, I think I think you know consumers love when they see a celebrity that is willing to uh, poke fun at themselves, mm-hmm. um, and so I thought that was terrific. You know, another one that I really thought nailed it, um, and I think this goes back to kind of a, a broader scope. You got to step back a little bit because last year there, in actually the last couple of years, there have been a ton of crypto ads, and this year we saw this influx of very female-focused health and beauty products. Mm -hmm. And I thought that Elf that had uh, Judge Beauty, starring Judge Judy, was really smart. And, you know, again, let's go back to this targeting thing. We, we, You know, you led the show off with – they were – this is obviously not trying to reach the men in the audience, but they know that the Super Bowl is watched – as you said, Josh, watched by everyone. It's – And half of that audience is women, and they did a terrific, terrific job of this fast-moving, funny, entertaining, uh, celebrity-power-driven ad that came out of absolute nowhere. I had no idea that Elf was a thing before that, Uh, and thus it was really surprising and funny and great. And, um, you know, I just thought it was a terrific ad. I also really liked the Christopher Walken BMW commercial. Loved it. Loved it. I I mean, that was – Again, you know, get back to the point about poking fun at yourself. Yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly the whole thing is just him being made fun of over and over. And you see, like, his kind of begrudging irritation with it. I thought that was uh, really, really terrific. Um, and those were, like, you know, the funny ones. But there was also ones that I thought were that, – that didn't use humor um, that I thought were really good. Dove, uh, you know, to go back to the health and beauty piece. I loved that one. Was, it was the first time that Dove had been in um, the Super Bowl in, I think, 20 years. And 
you know, it just had such a powerful message about about supporting young women and body confidence. I thought that was terrific, and I loved. Um, I thought the Google Pixel AI um, ad was really well. They did it. You know, that's a hard concept to articulate through imagery and video, and they did. A, I thought a spectacular job of showing you, trying to put you basically behind the eyes of someone who is vision impaired. And I thought that was a, a superb ad. And it was one of those things that I had to really watch them again today to understand that commercial because it's always going so fast and half the time I had uh, a mouthful of cheese or something. But uh, vision impaired and apparently there's a, a thing on your Google Pixel that if you're trying to take a selfie, it'll it'll tell you if there's one or two people in the frame uh, helps you take a picture without even having, like you said, full sight. And then at the end, halfway through the commercial, I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. And then I realized where it was going at the end. They had a baby, and there were three people in the frame. It got it got the feels, Aaron. Yeah, that to me, that was – a lot of people like the Kia commercial as the, kind of that, mm-hmm. that tugging, tugging at the heartstrings. The, the Google Pixel one was mine. It was the one that really kind of spoke to me as a consumer um, and made me think to myself, God, that's so cool. I love this. You know, we talked about this uh, before you joined us, but that Kia, where it kind of left the women out and it was just the dad and the grandpa. What's the thought process behind that for you? So I think where they were going was that they were trying to, and I thought they did a really good job of it, as I'm watching that, and I'm like paying close attention, wondering, right, where's the storyline going? Mm-hmm. My pres- my presumption was the mother had passed away, yeah. that the little girl's mother had passed away, and then it turns out to be, you know, this connection she has with her grandfather is not able to go to the game. So I thought it was really sweet and nice. I I didn't love that ad, honestly. It didn't speak to me as, as much. Um, but I, I understood where they're going, and clearly a lot of people thought that it was a, a pretty darn good ad. I want to get into uh, – we're going to do traffic here in just a second, but I want to get into as much the ones that you think missed the mark or maybe even hated. But uh, now that we're talking about the Kia ad and the Budweiser I mentioned to Heidi earlier, is it really easier to get through a snowstorm in an 1800s wagon than it is in a you know 2000s truck? Is it wrong or is it is it poor form in in execution if me, the viewer, is completely pulled out of it and saying, well, that doesn't seem believable? Well, I think with Budweiser, I would I would suggest that it's more about we've seen this movie before. Budweiser. So Budweiser is considered AB InBev's heritage brand. Uh, you know, Bud Light is always humor-based advertising, but Bud, if you if you think back to most Budweiser ads, they're usually pretty serious or meant to tug at your heartstrings. And it, you know, when I watch them, like, okay, we've we've seen this over mm-hmm. and over and over again. The Clydesdales to the rescue, everyone likes it. It's happy. So, it, but it wasn't a bad ad. It was beautifully shot. It was a nice narrative. But it's just kind of like, okay, I'm not surprised. I, this is what I expect from Budweiser, and it's yeah. fine. It's I mean, There wasn't anything wrong with it. Um, the, I'll tell you another one that really spoke to me, though. There was really two that stood out for me. Kawasaki I thought was hilarious. Again, very, very targeted ad. 
towards broods who live on farms, live in rural areas that like their side by side, um, <laughs> like their mullets. And it, yes, and I happen to actually have a rural property where I have a side by side that I drive around. So I, I understood it. And then you had the Stone Cold Steve Austin um, sighting, which was, you know, again a nice connectivity to that audience with professional wrestling. I thought it was a really smart ad. A lot of people kind of poo-pooed that ad, but I, I thought it was really well done. If Again, if you know your audience, KYA. Yeah. And clearly, Kawasaki knew their audience. Um, I thought the State Farm one was pretty funny, too. I, I thought, you know, get, let's go back to we talked earlier twice now. Celebrities making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger is making fun of his dialect. That's what that entire thing is about. And then Danny <laughs> DeVito pops up in the end because – Allegedly, there is a reboot of the Twins movie oh, coming out. I didn't uh, even make that connection. Well, and then it also just reiterates the name so many times, which I think is great. We're talking commercials with Aaron Perlett, founder of Elasticity, which is a brand marketing firm. I see a lot of people, including Connor here, putting Sarah V as a favorite. And I thought it was just okay. To me, you really have to know who uh, the character is and his name. Like, it was asking too much of me. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was good, and a lot of people liked it. Um, I think it was just a convenience of his name, but I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there, Heidi. I mean, it wasn't a, um, the kind of thing you're going to be talking about a week from now. I think there are other ads like that, but I thought it was pretty solid. Now, to me, what will be interesting is, do they – and I think this is true of all these ads. Are they built upon? Mm. You know, do is there some type of – I remember a couple of years ago when um, uh, H&R Block finally invested in celebrity talent. They went with John Hamm, and they did absolutely nothing in the digital space. They had some pretty decent commercials, but there was no extensions of them. And so I'll be curious with any of these ads, are there digital extensions or did they blow their entire wad on $7 million for the Super Bowl ad? Um, so I'll, I'll be curious because I think you could do a lot of funny things in the social space with Michael Sarah if they wanted to extend that. Well, when you guys do these, you, you know better than anybody um, what actually works and what actually gets me out to the Walgreens to buy Sarah V lotion. Um, so tell me this, the, Timu or Timu ads. They, they they bought three of them, but they aired the same one three times. It's a discount mark online marketplace. Uh, Lint chocolate. Why would they pay seven and a half million dollars to advertise for the chocolate? It's it's not a. I didn't laugh at it. I'm not going to remember it. But here we are talking about Lint chocolates for the first time in, in ten years. Did those work? Despite the fact that we all said, well, that was that was pointless. I, I actually think think the chocolate ad could have been one of the worst ads I've seen in in years. Mm-hmm. It was it was absolutely dreadful. Um, the Temu ads I get served that up in, from a digital perspective, um, and I, to your point, I think uh, running that same thing three times, what it may have done is driven curiosity. Like, what the heck is this? I've never heard of this before um, because I'm not you know controlling Aaron's Facebook page. And uh, don't get served that up uh, 12 times daily. Um, but I, I wanted to uh, throw one of my dogs at the screen after the second time <laughs> when I saw that. Yeah. So just, 
it was it was just a terrible ad, and I didn't need to see it three times. Well, and Aaron, just to pull the curtain back a little bit on what you do, when you first sit down with a company, are there three yeah. questions that you always ask? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, that's the, that's the first thing. <laughs> um, because a lot of times brands have different agendas, different objectives. Um Sometimes they're looking to sell products. Sometimes they're simply listening, looking to uh, better establish their brand. We worked with GoDaddy for, I think, four or five years. And GoDaddy was simply trying to reposition its brand from uh, a brand that, as we all know back in the day, was using kind of TNA for everything. Uh-huh. And they were trying to move, move away from that to really focus on their audience. And that was what they called doers. And so – we were really focused on speaking to doers. And what they meant by that was people that might be freelancers, that might oper- uh, operate a home business. And so it uh, might be a graphic designer. It might be a small business owner. But someone who's going to have to go build their own website, um, use some of GoDaddy's email services or software services or something like that. So that's who they were trying to reach. So it's what are you trying to accomplish? And in that case, you know, they were trying to reach these doers. And then it's, okay, who are the audiences? And you set up audience profiles. And then third question is, what are the channels they're using? What are the channels they're using to, um, to, you know, to, to get what they want? And so that might be, we may, and I have no idea, I haven't watched television today, we might never see the Temu ad again on television because they're a huge digital marketer. They spend a ton of money uh, advertising, um, on the meta uh, platforms, uh, both Facebook and uh, and Instagram. And so we may never see it again, or we may see it again. It's just going to depend on who their audience is. So those are the three you know, key questions you really want to be asking to begin with. And I can't imagine somebody says, oh, 99 cents for a hand mixer. That's probably really good quality. <laughs> um, what What is a Super Bowl spot? best for i mean mountain dew puppy monkey baby i can go out and you know if i drink mountain dew i would go out and buy you know soda every other day go daddy that's something that only if i have a website will i be searching go daddy to buy the domain and then you have ideas like jesus was they had two ads for jesus yesterday so what is the best three what's the best use for the Super Bowl advertising? Is it to buy snacks or is it to sell Jesus? <laughs> um, so I think it can be all the above. It, it's a, a little more generalized. I think it's to create awareness and drive curiosity. And that's why surprising people is so important because you've got to make them think about you after the fact, because it's such a quick window, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so I love let's let's take um, the Reese's commercial. I love that. I thought it was really really terrific, and I love that they beyond Will Arnett's voiceover they did it without celebrity power. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was unusual. It was a little quirky and weird, um, but it specifically talked about bringing out this new product with caramel in it, and um, you know I can see that next time you're in the store. Th- that will not be the last time we see that ad. And I could see next time you're in a store, if you're a fan of Reese's or you're looking at candies, you're like, oh, 
that was hilarious on at Zubom trying this. Have, have you um, had one, Aaron? They're really good. They are really good. I love I love Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. So I was, uh, Try the one with I caramel. Was, it's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so I, I I think it's general awareness, but you got to give them a reason to come back. It's why that investment, the creative, is so so important. It's why the Temu ones, or even you know, I thought the Nerds ad was just atrocious. Um, I was really disappointed in Toyota's ad. Um, you know, to me, it just showed us uh, how boring a car commercial can be, a, a truck commercial can be, uh, when you're trying to do the exact opposite, create excitement. And, and it was just, I, I thought it really fell flat. Well, well, it is always great to kind of uh, get your perspective on this. Aaron, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, as always. It's great being with you guys again. You know what is memorable? Getting flowers for Valentine's Day. And at Walter No Florist, they believe in love at first sight. So send those Valentine flowers. That's going to make a memory. It's going to make your uh, entire week better because she or he's going to be happy. And then you're going to be happy because they're happy. And Aaron said everybody loves a surprise. That's right. What bigger surprise would you have than getting them on Tuesday? Rather than Wednesday, because that's yeah. what Walter is telling us, that really that's a great time to send them because you're ahead of the game. And uh, for a lot of businesses, like if you are an educator, maybe, you know, you're out of there by 3, 3.30 and you can't necessarily get the flowers. So you have to wait for the next day and then you're disappointed and your day's ruined. Just go ahead, WKF.com, send those flowers tomorrow so you beat the crowd. about this february which we are in the middle of i can't even believe it's already february 12th marks the first anniversary of legal cannabis sales for adult non-medical use in missouri and there's been crazy growth and change in the industry over the past year the state averaged nearly four million dollars in cannabis sales per day that's around 1.3 billion and cannabis sales a year, 2023. Millions of dollars uh, made from recreational marijuana taxes are going to veterans, public defenders, programs to combat addiction. Missouri has sent about $3.8 million uh, to various agencies specified in Article, I guess this is uh, 14, Section 2, which I don't know exactly what it says, but I thought that was... Interesting. And the Missouri Division of Cannabis Regulation has increased its staff from around 50 to nearly 150, which is interesting. But I saw a new uh, dispensary going up in Soulard when I was uh, down there for Mardi Gras. But that's interesting. I also saw this uh, that I thought, you know what? I've always wondered how many times can you reuse a zip? top plastic bags do you reuse them interesting question no we throw them out but every just one time use and you toss them yes i bought reusable ones um they're not dishwasher safe yeah they might they might say they are but we put one in there and it melted 
uh, like the, the bigger, thicker plastic. I have one of those, it's, like a yes. sandwich uh, yeah. container almost. But it, I, I'll rinse it out, you know, yeah, with some soap and everything, and leave it to air dry. I bought a bunch of those to reuse them, but I never would have thought about reusing a like a traditional Ziploc. We do all the time, bag. especially like if we, you know, have our turkey bacon and the thing doesn't seal up properly. Then I use a big quarter, you know. Uh, bag to do that. But according to Ziploc, the answer is you can use it several times. They say to clean the bags after they've been used to store food but and recommends hand washing them with soap and then air drying them. But of course, there are plenty of times where you should toss it. They do not recommend reusing any bags if they've held raw meat, fish, eggs, anything like that. Well, a lot of the times <laughs> they're holding food that will leave quite a residue, you know. It, if you put dry goods in there, of course you yeah. can reuse that pretty simply, but would you even wash it out if it just had like some crackers? Probably not. I'd probably kind shake of, it kind out. Of dump out the yeah. crumbs. Yeah, I'd shake it out. Yeah. Um, but have you ever seen like sometimes my mom will do this. We'll have like a spaghetti salad, a nice cold <laughs> Pasta salad for spaghetti a, salad. Yeah, oh, I've never seen a spaghetti salad. I've seen other pastas like a macaroni, but not a spaghetti. My family does spaghetti salad, and it's so good. Nice cold pasta salad. She'll put it in a plastic bag and Ziploc it, and we'll bring it home. And you know, it's weird because you kind of just doesn't sit in the fridge. It just kind of lays. Yeah, you know, well, you can use. You could put liquids in these things. That makes she me a just little use nervous. Like Tupperware. Yeah, or, it's like a. You know. so she's probably afraid she'll never get it back. Oh. A, a chili water balloon is what I, I think. Has Josh? Josh, have you taken my known to steal to, Tupperware? To Tupperware. Heidi? Uh, I'm just saying. I, you know, hey, uh, we saw a great halftime performance last night, and if you want to uh, attend a a concert that comes with all kinds of benefits, then I need to tell you about Glennon Live. You know, they started this last year, and Tim McGraw was the special guest. Well, this year they're doing it again, and it's the Zach Brown Band, and it is going to be fantastic. I mean, it's going to be a great show, but then what's really cool is you get this special evening where you're going to hear from some of the patients and some of the caregivers and it really is just a place to celebrate both of those. Cardinal Glenn and Children's Hospital, the first freestanding Catholic pediatric hospital in the country. And they really do provide excellent care when it comes to pediatric health care throughout Missouri and Illinois and beyond. But most importantly, they don't ever turn kids away, whether or not mom and dad have insurance or maybe there's a special therapy that can really get them over the top of whatever they're dealing with. But that therapy isn't covered by insurance, well, they're not going to say, no, you can't have that. And the reason that they can treat all those people is because they started the Cardinal Glennon Children's Foundation many years ago for that exact point. So Glennon Live, that money goes to the Cardinal Glennon Children's Foundation so that they can do more and help more kids. You can learn more. The event is Saturday, April 6th. It's at Chaffetz Arena, Glennon.org. Almost heaven, West Virginia. So I went out to lunch today in my chief's shirt, and my server immediately said, where did you get that? And I said, well, 
uh, hats and stuff where I get all of my sport apparel here at Westport. And Andy Shifter is the man who uh, finds all of the great stuff. And, of course, that means shirts that probably now say Super Bowl champs. Good to see you. Yes, that's right. It's been a crazy couple of weeks since they both clinched, the yeah. 49ers and the Chiefs. Uh, the phone stopped, didn't stop ringing since. And people who came in in the last two weeks we sold probably – 90% or 100% of the 49er stuff, but the because uh, I didn't have that much. But in the Chiefs, probably sold 80% of what I owned two weeks ago because everybody wanted to wear something to their party last night. And you were here until when yesterday? Still uh, selling. 3.30, I was trying to leave, and two ladies came running out of the Kobe and said, oh, wait, wait, we've got it. We're going to a party. We've got to get something. Can you? I said, oh, okay. And they ended up spending about 100 bucks on T-shirts, hats, and various things that were heading to their party. They had to wear something. And so they, they picked out uh, you know some, some tops for the Chiefs. And Do you? Do you already have the Super Bowl champs? When well, do you get that? So this is the way it's going to work with me is the the, uh, the headwear, the, the ball caps are all being flown in today. They'll be coming in tomorrow morning. So I'll have what they were wearing, the, the cream-colored one they're wearing on the field after they won the game. And then there's one that's going to be made for the parade, which is on Wednesday. Uh, so that's coming in either tomorrow or Wednesday. But uh, definitely I'm getting in a whole bunch of caps from the, the what they call on-field. That's coming in tomorrow. In terms of clothing, the manufacturers are starting to get a little bit um, tight with the uh, – the smaller retailers and the, the minimums that they required for me to buy at this point for is like $150, 150 units of each print that I would do. And, you know, I've got so many other good things I'm going to be selling. I just chose to not do any apparel at this point. Now, I said if somebody has a cancellation because of credit or or cancel, whatever the reason is, I'm in, but not for 150 units of a, of a style. That's I was going to say, much. how do you choose? Because I feel like you have more options than anywhere else. Uh, 30 years of having great relationships with the with the manufacturers. And so uh, that we talk about it and, and I give them, a, if somebody wins, what, what am I going to buy? And uh, then they make it work. And is it really true that they print all that stuff off ahead of time and like uh, the the night there's going to be kids in Africa that are wearing Niners championship gear today or is that just a, a, a rumor? It, no, 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 no. There, there are there are companies and I'm not one of them uh, that will what they call pre-order and get on-site delivery before. So if somebody in Kansas City, you know, a big store in Kansas City wants to have that on the floor so they can be, as soon as they win the Super Bowl, they right out there opening their door say, we've got it right then and there. And this is what happened, for, quite frankly, with the Blues and then won the Stanley Cup in 2019. A lot Macy's and, and probably Rally House and all yeah. those people had it in their warehouse ready to go if they won. Now, on a Game 7, it could go either way. So on a Super Bowl, it could go either way. So if they didn't win, if the Blues didn't win, or if Chiefs didn't win, then the people that have that merchandise in their warehouse, the way I understand it, because this is why I don't do it, not only have to return everything to the manufacturer, to the piece, with, you know, uh, otherwise it'll be fined a lot, and they also have to pay for it. Ooh. So not the, not the freight. They're, they have to pay for the merchandise. I couldn't handle that. I get it, so they ship it the day morning of, and then they I get it two days later, and I'm good. I don't have to worry about owning anything that and with the blues what happened was i was the only one in town that had merchandise you remember yeah. and jennifer remember and you remember looking out your window it here it with the line was out to the parking lot on, on from the day after the two days after the three days after the blues won the Stanley Cup, 
Now, the stuff that doesn't, to your point, uh, they are, they have ways, and they haven't told me, but that typically they're going to, they used to destroy it, but then there was a, an uprising about yeah. how can you destroy good merchandise? You know, so I think they probably do something where they may mark through the label and then ship it to a far country for that is in need. And, and I think that would make a whole lot of sense. Absolutely. You know? And you said they used to ship it to Mexico, but that's right on Earth. They, right. It would mm-hmm. make its way back, so they ship it even further. Exactly. They ship the it, it off. The, off the continent, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. because otherwise, you know, in Mexico, the next turn around, a it's truck right comes here. around, and, and believe me, I saw Stallions merchandise back before the Rams were here. That was here for you know, right after they said they got rid of everything. Well, I ended up having some of it, uh, which I can neither confirm nor deny. Although I think the statute of limitations <laughs> has run out, but uh, and I sold a lot of it because it was a commemorative, but it's also not totally kosher either so yeah. uh yeah if you see 49er super bowl champs stuff uh, on the on the television it's it's you know probably something they got rid of a long way away or it's counterfeit so well we only have about 30 yeah. seconds but you've got blues and cardinals and city sc city attire. SC, oh my god well it looks like the first couple games of city sc is going to be cold so we have the scarves we have beanies we have coats we have jackets we have everything getting ready for the opening games starting on the 20th and 24th and uh and then we still have kansas city chiefs regular merchandise and then tomorrow we will accompany it with the hats for the super I love that. And, of yeah. course, uh, you're here, hats and stuff at Westport. You also are at Soulard Market on Saturday, and Correct. you can find kinds of great stuff. Andy, it's always great seeing you. My pleasure. Let's do it again. And now, and now the, the top, top five at five. five. News five. from around the room. Well, while we are uh, still basking in the glory of everything Chiefs, football mom Donna Kelsey not only shows love to her sons, of course, Travis Kelsey and Philadelphia Eagles center Jason on game days, but she's also supporting elementary school kids in Kansas. After she bought 20 coffee mugs that said it's Mama Kelsey's world and we're all just living in it to give away as Christmas gifts from a Kansas City area small business, Annie's Barn, the owner reached out to her to collaborate on a new mug for charity. She said, after Donna Venmo me, I sent her a thank you and asked if she could uh, share her cookie recipe, and I would put it on a mug, and we'd donate $5 per mug sold to pay off elementary school lunch debt. She immediately said yes. Annie Stowe uh, is referring to the famous chocolate chip cookies that she made for Travis and Jason before they both played in the 2023 Super Bowl. So Annie started making the Mama Kelsey cookies mug in her basement, uh, in Overland Park, after getting the thumbs up, the mugs include the detailed cookie recipe and an iPhone uh, emoji emoji of Donna's face on it. We sold enough mugs to raise $2,000 in 2023, and the mugs sell for $18. $5 benefit her out of the Red Friday initiative to pay off the lunch debt at schools. So, obviously, now, as she was gearing up to cheer on Travis yesterday, they had uh, made another $2,000 from the recipe mugs to give to schools. So right now they've already uh, brought in $4,100. There are more than 30 million students in the United States that cannot afford school meals, which I think is awful. That is crazy Mm -hmm. when you think about it. Maybe we should uh, put this recipe up on our Facebook page because it's right here. Can we get a mug? Well, I mean, we can buy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I like donating to things and getting a little something in return. 
So, like, at my event on Saturday for Crossroads, you would bid on an auction item, but you're not going to raise your paddle just because. Um, no, okay, I'll donate to a cause, but I also like thinking that I could get a mug that says Donna Ke- Mama Kelsey yeah. is in charge or whatever, you know. What is it, the uh, the infamous tote bag from N- NPR, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like I like thinking I can get something out of it physically, okay, okay. tangibly. Uh, unlike the Alyssa Milano hubbub controversy no, where she was so, asking, yeah, did you see this? I, I didn't, did see it. I this was a couple of weeks ago. This is a two part story because the first part I I must have missed this. Alyssa Milano, actress, who's the boss? Uh, she has her own uh, brand of clothing too. That's like she has female. Like cut baseball jerseys and different things. Oh, really? Yeah. So not only is she an actress who was in Charmed and other things, uh, she's an entrepreneur as yes. well. So apparently she's she's got a son, and his baseball team was raising money to go on uh, you know trips, ball trips, and she posted a couple weeks ago, "Hey, my son's." Baseball team is is raising money. Can you go fund me and and send money to my son's baseball team? Well, Alyssa Milano is estimated to be worth ten million dollars. This is so ridiculous. And she just the GoFundMe was set at ten thousand. Yeah. Which you know, again, ten million dollars, ten thousand dollars. It's not anything to sniff at. It's not a drop in the bucket, but it also isn't going to be that big out of your pocket she was getting blasted for asking for money rightfully so i think i I, even if she said every parent raises money for their child sport teams and many of them do so through gofundme i would agree with that but Mm -hmm. not every parent is Alyssa milano has 10 million Mm dollars i am no different yes you are (laughs) let me stop right there and just say yes you are as much as I'd love to pay for the entire team and their families for travel, transportation, hotel, food, and beverage, uniforms, trading pins, and all the things teams do for this kind of trip, I cannot afford to do so. Let me stop right there again. Yes, you can. If you're looking to raise $10,000, you could you could foot that bill. You could go on OnlyFans. Yeah. Hey, Alyssa Milano, you want to yeah. pay for your son's ball trip? Or wow. one of the other... Uh... I the... wasn't expecting Heidi to make yeah. that suggestion. Wow. <laughs> uh, what happened to like, right, like when I was in sports, we had to like do fundraisers, fundraisers. Like sell pizzas door yes. to door, right? And yes. uh, stuff like that. That's part I, I of the story. I would say, though, that doesn't cover the cost of what it is. Right. Which is fine, but it raises yeah. part of it. The bake sale, the, you know, the girls raising money for the Girl Scouts out in front of the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're putting hoof to pavement you know Alyssa milano is just asking people through her huge social media following to donate money just out of the kindness of their own hearts for the kids uh to go on ball trips it's raised fifteen thousand dollars and the the they were asking for 10 so it worked it must have worked but have you no shame here's the second part of the story Alyssa milano was at the super bowl Mm -hmm. yesterday with her mm. son Milo, and now everyone's saying, "Oh, oh, you're asking us to pay for your son's ball trips because you can't afford to send the whole team. Yet you can afford the thousands of dollars 
for the tickets to go to the Super Bowl. And so I I don't understand what Alyssa Milano is doing. And uh, I think rightfully so. She is getting pilloried for this. Did you see that to get a thing of nachos at the game yesterday? Granted, the nachos had filet mignon and lobster in it, but it was $65 for nachos. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. So not only what did she probably buy... $10,000 worth of football tickets, but she also probably spent hundreds of dollars just on food, drink, and probably merch. $65 nachos. I mean, were the, were they the you, lobster ones? Did you, they, do you think they had the, the you fancy a, ones? Or you were get they a just commemorative the, shot the glass, yeah. Super Bowl shot glass with salsa in it. So, oh. well, I, I think the whole thing's a ripoff, but the fact that Alyssa Milano's asking people to donate to her son's baseball team. Meanwhile, going to the Super Bowl. It's not a good look. Oh, such a bad look. Uh, all right. Uh, crowds gathered in Germany this weekend to watch a pipe organ change chords in its quest to play the longest song in human history. It's been playing a song for 23 years. Right now, as a, assuming nothing changes, the song will go on for the next 600 years. Whoa. It's a 600-year song. Written by a composer named John Cage, who looked like he did a lot of this stuff in his life. He wrote a song called 4 Minutes, 33 Seconds, where musicians stand up on the stage and are silent for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. So very experimental. But he wrote another song called As Slow As Possible, and he played it in 30 minutes. Others, I guess, take the proportions and have played it in hours or 24 hours. And the foundation, called the John Cage Foundation... Took it to the next level 20 years ago and started, you know, took the did the math and said each note needs to be played for this long to last for 600 years. And it's 20 years and it just changed chords. That's why people were uh, gathered. First time it had done that in two years. It'll be another two years before it changes notes again. Is this is it, is it are someone actively playing this? So in the story, uh, when they, they discussed this when they started and there were people that said, there should be an organist playing, and someone even said they should play until they die at the seat, and then someone else gets, oh comes in gosh. and plays it. They eventually went with sandbags on the keys uh, to hold the note oh, for, of course. <laughs> for two of years course. at a time. Where is this organ? In, in some soundproof room, I no, hope? No, it's located in a church in Germany. They had to find a, you know, a pipe organ uh, willing to be used for the next 600 years. But what if there was, the guy's a, there was doing... an old church that... Uh, Someone's here. doing mass, and there's one one piano chord playing. I don't in the think background it was used anymore. Time. I think that was the idea. The church no longer was was used as a church. I think it was just a museum. So now people show up to see the organ, and they see it playing one note most of the time. Gosh, I, that is so crazy. I love art. Okay, mm-hmm. I get some of it, but this kind of stuff. And what was it, Andy Warhol? That was that. Would, what was the book that he was reading? You know, I go to see a comedy show and Andy Warhol gets out, you know, The Great Gatsby and just reads it straight for an hour and a half. That's not entertaining to me. You know, I get that you're trying to be provocative or whatever, but a 600-year song, Mm -hmm. not interested. What's funny is when they started, I read – that there's like a little moment before in his song before he starts playing, and that translated in the 600 year version to two years of silence. So you would have shown up and heard nothing because they right. said 
Well, he, this is the moment before he starts. Playing. No one will ever hear the whole thing. No, no. Stupid. That's art, Josh. You gotta, you gotta embrace. <laughs> Do it. you get it? Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? Here? I mean, it takes all kinds. His piece of silent music was supposed to be the music around you. With the, you know, yeah. anything, any sound you hear can be music. I get that all the time. You get that all. Mm. Yeah. I get that all the time. So interesting. This is a little sweeter. Uh, a woman, Melanie Harper, made her routine stop at a local recycling center, but as she was separating the plastics and paper, she accidentally separated her finger from her wedding ring. Oh, I th- oh my! I thought you were going to say from her hand. No, <laughs> her wedding band slipped off into the bins, and she was sure the chances of finding it were slim to none. She emailed the city's public works department and asked them if they could just keep an eye out. For her wedding band amid the trash, and while she went home unoptimistic, the litter pickers and public works employees upended the whole container in a parking lot and went to work, sifting meticulously through all of it. The workers uh, epitomized the ideas of public service, and perhaps it was destiny. The man who ended up finding it, Travis Golden. How about his name is Golden? After hours of searching, Travis Golden struck gold, white gold. They called a very grateful Melanie who immediately came out to the facility to reunite with her ring. Finding a needle in a haystack equals hard. Finding a ring in a recycling bin equals nearly impossible unless you're the city of Greenville Public Works where employees truly dive into the work. That's what the Facebook post read. And Melanie is so very grateful um, said that, you know, grateful f- for your commitment to our community and a special shout out to Golden and the other staff members. And he said he was just excited to be able to tell her that he found it. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, talk about going the extra mile. That's just, you know, how many people would say, forget it. That's on you. What would you do? Would you dig through Georgie's, you know what? Yes. For would a wedding you, ring? For my wedding ring? Yes. Would you go through the dumpster? Mm-hmm. You would? Yes. I once went through uh, a big bag of trash in a hotel room to find someone's contact. A contact? Because it had been thrown out. Like it was in a one of the plastic cups, like where it was in the solution. And so I took everything out and found it. But like the dumpster in the alleyway. Yeah, if it was my big, wedding ring. These are pretty big dumpsters. Yeah. You would jump in there. You wouldn't go find your wife's wedding ring if it was in there? Uh, well, I'd ask her what she thought first. Should we just get a new one? <laughs> you, Boy, Mr. Uh, Cheapskate? I was going to say tight. These are these dumpsters are pretty big. Well, yes. These rings are pretty small. Um, there's a new TikTok trend, of course. But this one I can get on board with. Do you know what... Have you heard of this? Herkel Durkel? Does that mean anything to you, Connor, from the, from the youth desk? Herkel uh, Durkel? Not, not really. No. Comes out of Scotland. The earliest reference to this is from 1808. Oh. So these TikTokers are, are... Going back in time? Going back in time. <laughs> Herkel Durkeling just means that when you wake up, rather than get out of bed and start your day, you just stay in bed. All day long. Just hang out. Hang out in bed. Okay. And uh, Like for all, the whole day? 
Well, it doesn't have to be the whole day, okay. but like for a couple of, for an hour oh. or an hour and a half. Well, then I, I hurkle durkle all the time on I, the weekend. I yeah. hurkle durkle <laughs> this morning. Yeah? Yeah. Well, when you have kids, it's real hard to hurkle or durkle. Well, we're sorry. Yeah. That was uh, your decision. I know. It's okay. But I love this. And, and before Fed, BF, uh, we used to hurkle durkle all the time. Frankly, we never used our, our living room television. We would just watch TV in bed. Uh-huh. I think that there's something magical about just staying in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, you you order pizza where you... You eat in bed? You have your wife go and put a dog town in, you know, because <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want to get out of bed. But it's called Herkle Durkle, and this is the... And ag- the term has been used since... Eight- 1808. Okay. Scottish. They say Herkle means to draw the body together, but they're not quite sure what the Durkle is. So uh, your best guess is mine. But a uh, an expert in Herkle Durkle, she, her name is Catherine May. She's uh, also a therapist, says, We don't always get the opportunity, but lounging in bed is a lovely way to make a slow start to the day rather than the hurried one we're mm-hmm. so used to. I do love not setting an alarm and just waking up as my body yeah. waking up. And I tell you, if I had my druthers and uh, we're going out of town without kids uh, pretty soon, my favorite morning is Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning, mm-hmm. cup of coffee, you know. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, a breakfast sandwich if that's in the cards. But just lounging around for a couple hours, watching the morning news, and just a little bit of herkle. A little bit of Durkle. So, so that'll be the vacation. Yes. Just watching CBS Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you know what? We can save a lot of money on flights. Guy. Yeah. I think and you can just, just go down the street, right? Go to the Fairfield Inn. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> Very interesting. You know, uh, speaking of saving money, because you are... Uh, you're rather smart with your money. Together Credit Union, the official banking partner of City SC, by the way, is offering a guaranteed way to actually grow your money. And the way they're doing them, I mean, if you look at different things, you know, you can put some money in the stock market, but you're not guaranteed money. If you get a 11-month CD term with Together Credit Union, right now it's a 540 percent annual percentage yield. I mean, you're guaranteed to make some money. They have checking accounts where you get money back, which is fantastic. There's a second 19-month CD term with a 5.00% annual percentage yield. Now, both of these CD promotions require a minimum balance of $1,000, but you put your money in, sit back, and let it grow. It would be a, a great thing for you to do for Finn so that you start that little nest egg. But Together Credit Union has so many different products. And what's really nice is they're working for you. You call and you're actually going to talk to a real person. And then even better, they're going to remember you the next time you call. It's one of the many things that Together Credit Union does well. And you can learn more about some of their promotions. Just go to TogetherCU.org. Sports with uh, KTR Sports Director Brendan Weesey. Patrick Mahomes is MVP once again. Where does this put him on the best of list? He's definitely up there. I, I think 
there's Brady. I still say there's probably Peyton Manning ahead of him. Some would have Joe Montana up there. But, the you know, certainly with, with Joe Montana, that's a different era. This is a pass-heavy era of football. And Patrick Mahomes now has three. He's played in another one that he lost. All he knows is going to the AFC that's Championship crazy. game. What, what this Chiefs team has done now over the last seven or eight years, it's it's pretty well unmatched. And, and I think even going back to what Brady did early in his career, a lot of credit has to be given to those New England defenses. I mean, this has been almost all Patrick Mahomes since he got to Kansas City. And all, let's also remember this Chiefs offense, not as explosive as they've been. In, mm-hmm. in fact, probably the worst receiving core that an Andy Reid team has ever had. And yet, here they are, champions again. I find it very interesting in the league that the new hot commodity is overpriced wide receivers, and the Chiefs have won back-to-back Super Bowls with having none of them. None of them. We were talking uh, a month or two ago, Brendan, and you said, I don't know if they can make it uh, to the Super Bowl without wide receivers. And I said, well, they won one last year, and they were in the same boat. I mean, they've allocated their resources Elsewhere, They've allocated those resources towards their defense, which was one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. And paid off. And, and, and it certainly did. And those receivers got better as the year w- mm-hmm. went on. Certainly Rice got a, a lot better, and he was certainly somebody they thought a lot of. You see somebody like a Mecole Hardman who was what? He was traded back to the Chiefs, right? right? He, he was brought back to the team and, I mean, didn't have a huge role really at all for most of the season. And there he is catching mm-hmm. the game-winning touchdown as uh, as the seconds tick down in overtime. Kind of crazy. All right, on to baseball. Pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training. They're on their way. The first, uh, the first uh, workout, I think, is Wednesday. And then next Monday will be the full squad workout for the Cards. That's next on the list for a lot of folks, right? Baseball now that uh, now that NFL football is done, but it it's really just the tip of the iceberg for us, right? I mean, this is I mean, the, the Super Bowl's fantastic, but locally you've got the Cardinals starting up, the Blues hitting their uh, you know the stretch run into the playoffs. Well, speaking of uh, Tory Krug's five assist game, it was historic. Wild game for him, and a great weekend for the Blues as they sweep uh, that weekend series coming off of the All Star break. And remember, they hit the All Star break on a on a sour note. Probably one of their worst games of the it, 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 at least since Drew Bannister took over. It, it it felt like they were uh, kind of sleepwalking through mm-hmm. that final game before the break. But they come out gangbusters here over the weekend. Great performance yesterday. Jake Neighbors continues to play at a high level and really being one of the uh, more pleasant surprises for the Blues and, and how quickly he is uh, caught on and, and become a real force for this team. So absolutely, the Blues are in the conversation right now for the playoffs. As we, we still have a couple of months left, but it's fun to actually have them in the mix here. Yeah, and then we got City SC. City SC starts, well, for real, a week from tomorrow. That's will be crazy. the champions, The Champions Cup down at, uh, down at City Park, the CONCACAF tournament that they are in. And, and that could also span 
multiple months if they do well. I'm actually curious to see how they can. I want to see them win a few games in this tournament. And I I think it was was made very apparent last year. As long as your team is competent, you're going to make the playoffs in the MLS. I have no doubt City is, is equipped to make the MLS Cup playoffs. But let's see what they can do if they concentrate a lot of their energy on this first early season tournament. And not to say you don't try to win your MLS regular season games. Of course you do. But if you've got, if you have a little success early in the champions cup, maybe they really concentrate a lot of their efforts towards uh, maybe making a run in the, in champions cup. Yeah. What's coming up tonight. So we've got Martin at six o'clock. He's talking a uh, super bowl commercials at seven o'clock tiger talk with Dennis Gates for your own 11 Missouri Tigers as they continue to try to battle back. And we'll talk some MVC hoops at the Valley and the Big 550 at 8 o'clock. Wow, can you imagine a winless conference for the Mizzou Tigers basketball team? It's, Hopefully they don't lose any of these awesome recruits that they've got. Well, they can't lose year. the recruits they've already signed. But the recruits that are here... Uh, are the, the, the freshmen that haven't played very much. I mean, you hope the players that you want to come back will come back. But this team has really struggled. They've had injuries. There are there are certainly some excuses, but... It's, is it it's just that he's a better recruiter than he is a coach? Is well, I, I don't know. I mean, he was a tremendous coach last year, and we haven't... Uh, remember, these this next recruiting class that is coming, they haven't even taken the floor yet. So yeah. I think he's had great success recruiting, and that was based off of, in part, what they did last year. I mean, what so they did on the floor. I, I, I think so. All right. What is your favorite Super Bowl commercial that we saw last night or saw of, last of all night. time? From last night. We, there was no Bud Bowl commercial. Yeah, so right. I know. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed, too. Yeah. Um, from last night, I'd say the Arnold and Danny DeVito uh, commercial. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, you ask his English? opinion, that's his I know, opinion. I know, I'm giving my opinion. Uh, is St. Louis officially Chiefs Kingdom? No. No? No. Okay. I, right. I mean, I'd, I'd say if you were to poll. Fans that are fans of the NFL, I think probably the Chiefs would win out. And a close, I, I'd say Chiefs, Packers. Yeah, there are a lot of Packers. Yeah, I, I'd say that'd be a pretty tight race. Well, I know okay. years ago there was a big uh, Pittsburgh contingency. They're just everywhere. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, Packers <laughs> and Steelers fans, they're just everywhere. Yeah. But being so close to Kansas City, having such a fun team, getting to watch the new GOAT. In action, goat, yes. live and in action. Uh, I think it's 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 fair to say that it's Chiefs Kingdom at least in this room right now. Oh, so you you're moving on from oh, yeah. the L.A. No, Rams. No, 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 give me a break, uh, Kill Rams fan. All right, Brendan, we'll, we'll be listening. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Josh. Let's talk a little entertainment, shall we? Pink kicked off her uh, tour with a woman going into labor mid-show during her first night of her Australian Summer Carnival Stadium tour in Sydney. She stopped the show and explained that she didn't understand her crew trying to mime her the news from off stage, and then she joked, I feel like we shouldn't be looking. Everyone give her some privacy. She clarified that the baby had not yet been born before laughing at how her song had induced labor. Wow, our song. That was the one that I 
did it. Wouldn't have called that one. I thought we would have maybe got get the party started or never not going to dance again, which is kind of funny. I'm coming out so <laughs> yeah, you that better. Was, yes. She closes with that song each time. But that that's perfect. Yeah. Did the lady go to the hospital? Yeah. I mean, I think she was. <laughs> she just right then and there. Yeah. Christian Bell broke ground uh, last week on a new housing development near L.A. with a singular purpose, to keep siblings and the foster care system together under one roof. He says, quote, imagine the absolute pain and trauma of losing your parents and then being torn uh, and losing your brothers and sisters. On top of that, that's no way to treat kids. I hope that this village will be the first of many. These are our children, and we must help our children. This, by the way is exactly what Angel's Arms here in St. Louis does. They Keep provide the siblings together. houses to uh, great foster parents so the siblings can stay under one roof. So. Um, you know me, I like to bring out the dark side of everything. I don't think he's got a great relationship with his family. So I find it interesting that this is the Well, maybe there's a the reason and that's his, that he chose. Yeah. Uh, Martha Stewart set the record straight on what work she's had done, saying, I don't think a lot about age, but I don't want to look my age. She's 82, if you're wondering. She is? That's why I really work hard at it. She had her cosmetic dermatologist on the latest episode of her podcast, and she said she's done fillers in her cheeks, muscle relaxing injections in her jaw and neck and different skin tightening procedures she also admitted to having a bad experience with botox my eyebrows kind of go up in a v and that looks so unnatural because i don't have lines in my forehead of course martha also watches what she eats and makes sure she exercises she does pilates if you're wondering she's older than biden and trump Mm -hmm. wow Interesting. Uh, this year's nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cher, who recently said she didn't want to be in it, but I can't imagine she'd turn it down. Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, Foreigner, Sinead O'Connor, Hampton, um, among others. Speaking of Cher, did you see that Paul Giamatti story from last week? No, you mentioned in the office and then you never told me what it I, was. I forgot to bring it up, but he said he just won the Golden Globe mm-hmm. for the holdovers. He said... That he'll get a phone call from Cher out of the blue and leave a message with his people and say, oh, Cher, call. And he'll call her back and he won't get a response. And then a year will go by and Cher will call him again. For what? They've never, they've been playing phone tag for years. This whole time? This whole time. It's a long game of phone tag. And he still doesn't know what she wants. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's an interesting guy. I haven't watched CBS Sunday Morning yet. But he was featured, so I might watch that tonight. Luke Combs finally came down from his Grammy high long enough to find the words to thank Tracy Chapman for their show-stopping performance last Sunday in an Instagram post. He called it, quote, a defining moment of my career. He said, Tracy, I want to send my sincerest thanks to you for allowing me to be a part of your moment. Thank you for the impact you've had on my musical journey and the musical journeys of countless other singers, songwriters, musicians, and fans alike. And I'm going to say, well said, Luke Combs. Beyonce is officially going country after her Super Bowl ad for her Verizon aired. She announced a country album is coming March 29th and released the first two songs. One is called Texas Hold'em. I heard it on my way into work today. And, and, and Is it country? It's country. Do we have any of this? The other I one didn't is called. Even uh, they were released. I would have found some. Sixteen found some audio. carriages is the other one. 
Find Texas Hold'em if you want. Did you think that that was a good commercial, Beyonce trying to break the Internet? I thought it was uh, cute enough. I thought it, it was, wasn't in my top ten. Right. I thought it was cute enough as well. But she said, all right, now hit him with the music yeah, or something. I thought that was smart. But I didn't. They didn't say go to da 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 dot com. Well, it was they for Verizon. They didn't tell me where to go to get the music. I don't think that was the point. So, I think it was just she's announcing new music coming, and then everybody goes and searches. All right. I, I mean, well, I didn't go and search because I was like, Dis, are they really? Are they? But really you're not really in the Beehive, not? are you? I am not in the in the Beehive. Yeah, the Beehive, uh-huh. Bar Bay. Right. Was pretty do, you, funny. do you like that she's doing country, Heidi? You're the country music. I think fan. it's gonna be interesting to see what she does. I mean, we cross over the other way all the time, so mm-hmm. why not? Are they going to invite her to the the AMC? Or well, yeah. she did perform on the uh, AA, um, Academy of Country Music Awards, I think, with she the did? Dixie Chicks. Uh, they have a song. She's already dipped a toe into that. Oh. It's a great uh, collaboration remember, that they did. Remember Nelly's country song? He's had a couple, actually. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, and he did uh, Georgia, Florida, uh, Florida oh, Georgia Line. Yeah. So he's right. had a couple. So, I mean, it's it's been done, and I'm anxious to see what she does season three of the bear is coming out in june with all episodes dropping at the same time john stewart returns to the daily show tonight which will be fun the seventh season finale of celebrity iou is on hgtv and it stars st louis native sterling k brown uh another st louis native uh cedric the entertainer it's the season premiere of the neighborhood Bob Hart's Abishola, NCIS, NCIS Hawaii. All those premieres are on CBS tonight. And then finally, a couple celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Christina Ritchie is 44. It feels like she's been around forever. Yeah. Well, she was so young when she started. Um, Michael McDonald, another St. Louisan, 72. Judy Bloom is 86. And that's your evening entertainment report here on the Big Uh. 550 KTRS, I got to remind you real quickly that there is still time to order those flowers from Walter No Florson. Do you, do you want to do this in a Michael McDonald voice? No, I do not. You got to call Walter No for your flowers. Get them on a Tuesday so they get delivered fine. <laughs> that's, not, that's good. Don't wait till Wednesday. Um, what he's saying <laughs> is go ahead and surprise that loved one tomorrow. Uh, it's Because they're not expecting it. They might be expecting it on Valentine's Day. Now, Walter Noel was on with us Friday. He said, you know, it's not too late. He can still get the flowers there to you on Wednesday. But if you want to send them to a teacher, maybe somebody in the front office of the school. Tomorrow's really the best day. WKF.com. How do you think people are doing in Vegas today? I saw so many people going to see Adele, like Megan Rapinoe, Sue Bird, like while they were in Vegas. And I think Adele even said something about, like, leave Taylor alone. She's just watching her boyfriend watch. But, you know, when we went to Vegas, Altair Travel planned it all for us. And they booked our hotel they booked our flights they even can suggest great places to go eat altair travel and cruises it's more than just a travel agency one it's one of the best not just here in st louis not just in the midwest but one of the best in the country but what they really do is they give you more than peace of mind they can help plan every single thing because there's like 40 agents in the office and so chances are they have been to every 
possible place that you would want to go, whether you want to take the family to Disney World. I mean, Sherry's been there so many times. If you're wanting to do spring training, I mean, that's one of the things that Altair Travel does so well. I know my mom and dad have always talked about going, and I've hooked them up with Altair just to kind of see, you know, what that looks like. Whatever it is that you're wanting to do when it comes to getting away from St. Louis, whether it's going and being adventurous or maybe going on a romantic getaway, let Altair Travel and Cruises do all of the work for you. AltairTravel.com. You can also call the office there in Brentwood, 314-968-9600, Out of This World Adventures, and worry-free travel away with Altair Travel. All right, let's wrap this show up with a couple randoms. Charles Barkley missed the first game of the 1994 NBA season because he accidentally rubbed lotion in his eyes during an Eric Clapton concert. Oh. There's got to be a story there. Uh-huh. <laughs> the setting doesn't really matter to the story. Right, though, right? right. Yeah. But, but it, it has a nice fine point on it. You know, what were you doing there, Chuck? Oh, it's terrible. Antarctica has eight churches. Four are Catholic, three are Eastern Orthodox, and the last one is non-denominational Christian. I'm always fascinated with, like, regular things that are in Antarctica. Because the whole continent just seems like a, well, like a science project, right? <laughs> I think that those are the only people that are down there, I think. They're scientists. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then you got looky-loos who pay a bunch of money to go on a cruise. No, thank you. Buzz by. And then girls just want to have fun? Yep. Written by a guy. Mm-hmm. A guy named Robert Hazard wrote it and recorded it in 1979, but it didn't come a hit until Cindy Lauper covered it four years later. Have and you heard? I, I want to hear his version. I don't think it even sounds similar. Yeah. But I like Cindy Lauper's voice. I do too. You know, she did a blues album talking about switching genres, and somebody on the text line pointed out that Taylor started in country music, let's not forget. And now. Look at her. All right, that does it for us. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday afternoon. I hope you'll come back tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock. And until then, see if you can put a smile on somebody's face.